sometimes the best preacher you know doesn't need to be the guy you're listening to on Sunday morning here or some other church. The best preacher you need to know needs to be the person sitting in the seat that you're sitting in. It's you. you got to preach to yourself. This is my year. God's going to do incredible things. God's going to use me in a great way. And so we want you to believe that this is your year. We want to tattoo in your mind today. If you want to put it on your body, it's fine too. But you've got to preach to yourself this year. This is my year. I'm going to make it. God's going to do incredibly more than I can imagine or think. And so, man, we're glad you guys are here today. And um, I hope you had some donuts. I hope you had multiple. I don't care. We, we're a full fat church. And so as big as you want to get here, we're totally cool with it. Eat as many donuts as you like. And, and um, we're going to rinse it down with communion in just a few moments. And so um, we're glad you guys are here today. And um, I want to give you guys something that I believe will help you get through 2017. And uh, you made a decision to wake up today, or God woke you up, or your kids woke you up, or your dog woke you up. And it woke you up to say, and God said to you, hey, you need to go to church. You've got to get in there and get some Jesus or some donuts, whichever the reason you came for. We don't care. We're just glad that you're here. But God told you to come, and you're here today. And, and so we want to give you something that's going to help you get through 2017. And just uh, and next week, we're going to open up with a brand new series called... Um, talking about a new human, a new way to be human. That starts next year. But I want to talk to you guys today about the enemy that's going to stop you from having a great 2017. Because I believe that's the thing that you got to have a heads up on. You have to know your, your opponent. How many of you guys, your football team won this week? Your football team won, yeah. She's a, she's a Florida State grad, so her team won. There are some of you guys your team didn't win. There's some of you guys that you wish someone's team lost, but they won. And you have to know when you play football, you play sports, you have to know your enemy. You have to know, the, you have to know your opponent. You have to know the, the competition. You have to know what's coming after you, what's chasing you, what's the thing that could, that could possibly trip you up or cause you to fumble through. And so we, you have to study that. And so I want to talk to you guys today about the enemy of 2017 or the enemy of what's going to stop you from being the new human that God's called you to be. The new life that God, that, that says you're a new creation, you're a son, you're a daughter. Things going to try to trip you up from being all that God has called you to be. Um, a few weeks ago, um, I think it was about two weeks ago, my wife said, my wife said hey, we got to pray for my sister. And I said, I know we have to pray for her. I've been praying for her since I met her. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Um, she's like, we got to pray for my sister. And um, I said, she said she got a call from the doctor this morning that says, we got to get, you, you need to come in and um, we have some, we need to talk to you about some things we found in your, in your blood work. Well, obviously it, 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 it scared her because when the doctor calls you and says, you got to come in today, that's pretty immediate. That's pretty much like, hey, we got to get there right away, get there as fast as you can. And so um, she called her family and said, pray for me, guys. I got this, this message from the doctor that said, you got to come in and and uh, we, we need to talk to you about some things. Well, basically what had happened was when she had got there, she had found out that, she had, she, that they had thought that she had, she had a mass. They didn't know all the full details, but they basically said to her, here's the results, here's what we think is going to happen, but you're going to have to go as fast as we can get you into another doctor and for you to have a, a mammogram for them to check you out to make sure. And the good news is that everything, was, everything turned out to be okay. Um, but she posted something that day that inspired me for my talk this morning. She posted a picture um, that later that day wearing a shirt that says this, not today, Satan, not today, Satan. And um, you're like, man, she's invisible. She's not in that shirt. <laughs> but it was very close to that shirt. It was a gray shirt, and I don't remember what color the writing was. But she, she, said, she posted a picture, and she said, God knew that what I was going to walk through today, that I would need a reminder on my physical body to not, for, for it not to throw me over the edge or for it not to knock me over and to keep me 
down. God knew that, and so she posted that picture with that shirt, and he knew. Isn't it, isn't it funny? And you and I could listen to you like, oh, that's a great story. That's a great preacher story. That just it worked. The timing was great on that, and everything just aligned the right way, and maybe you stretched it a little bit. But the reality is that sometimes God knows what we're going to go through at 3 o'clock in the afternoon, but he prepares us for it at 10 a.m., or he prepares us for it at, you know, 9 a.m. Or when you wake up, God says, hey, you're going to need to read this day because we're going to go through it a couple hours. You're going to need something to help you get, get you through what you're about to go through. And so he gives you a word that morning or gives you something that's going to help you get through what's going to happen later. Maybe what God's going to give you today, you may say, Wes, I'm good today. It's, it's 1-1-17. I, got, I don't need this message. You may not need this message today, but you guys all know, as a matter of fact, Monday's coming. <laughs> Tomorrow's coming. You got to wake up Tomorrow. The, the situations, I, I was so discouraged and encouraged, but there was a lot of people that were so glad that they were getting out of 2016. They were just like, man, we got to get out of 2016. We got to get out of 2016. We got to get out of 2016. I think that was the theme of this week on Facebook was get out of 2016. And the reality is, is you, you made it out of it. And so for whatever reason that you wanted to get out of it, you, you got out of it. And now you're in 2017, but I, I guarantee you this much. You might say, man, I'm glad I'm out of it, but I'll tell you this. God has made you a bigger, faster, stronger version of you by whatever you got through 2016. You're going to be able to run through 2017. My son, uh, my, my in-laws are here today, but they bought my, uh, my son um, football pads and football pants and a Miami Dolphins jersey, God's team, and he got him a foot, Miami Dolphin football helmet, and he was, he was like, he was ready to go, and and, um, and he's got all this stuff, and, and he was looking at it, and he's like, I don't, where's my shoulder pads? <laughs> he's like, if we're going to do, my, my son's like, he's, this, he's obviously my son. He's like, hey, if we're going to do this, we're going to do it right, you know? He's like, where's my shoulder pads at? And so I did what any good parent would do is, as he said that, I got my phone out, and I got on Amazon. I got him his pads, and they were going to be there in two days, you know what I'm saying? And so Amazon makes parenting easy, by the way. I feel like sometimes we're cheating, you know? And so two days later, I had... I had these football pads, so he's in this football pads, and he's ready to go, and Diana got him some cleats, and someone's like, well, are you going to sign him up? I'm like, no, this is just a costume, you know, and so, <clears throat> but he's ready to go. He's like, line up, Dad, so we're in the house, and we're lining up, and he's running through me with that football helmet on, and he's got a, he's got a uh, um, Diana's dad's like, here, son, let's put that chin strap on so when you hit people, the helmet stays on, so he's ready to go. He's strapped in, he's ready to go, he's got the cleats, and, you know, he says, hey, Dad, I need this, I need this, and he's like, hey, I need this, and all thing he's missing is a mouthpiece. He's going to need it because we're going to be tackling harder as he gets older. But, but you've got to be ready. Whatever you went through last year, it's going to make you stronger. Like, man, I don't know why I went through that. I know this. You made it through. You made it through 2016. You're here, and you're a stronger version of you this year than you were last year. Does going through tough times stink? Absolutely. Do, do we, and, and moms and dads in here today, you wish you could take that pain that your kid went through in 2016. We wish we could carry it. And, and as your church family, we wish we could carry that for you. And we've had to help some of you guys carry through. And we wish we could take it from you guys. But some of you guys, you made it through. And you're going to be strong next year. Not only going to be strong next year, but you're going to be able to help some other people go through what you went through. If you've ever almost drowned before, you would do whatever it takes to help someone else not to be in the same exact situation that you were in. My parents, when we used to go to the beach, they wouldn't let us go past our ankles. <laughs> I'm like, Mom, Dad, we're not even getting wet. <laughs> like, why do we drive this far? Like, there's a riptoe. I'm like, it's riptide. I'm like, it's just touching my toe. Like, I'm not going to get swept under. It's, it's hitting my ankle. I'm like, let me go live it for a little Let me try. But my parents were, kept me so far from, they didn't want us to get knocked out or take, uh, taken under. So they, they don't let us get close. You know, my, my parents were out there with a the bucket just pouring the water over us. <laughs> Only kids that couldn't go out there, you know. And you've seen the movie. They didn't want us to die first. And so... Anyways, I want you to learn today, some of you guys caught that, and you appreciate it.
But I want you to be able to walk through this next year with this phrase on your mind, not today, Satan. Because it's easy to say, you know, it's, you know you've, my, my dad's here today on the front row. It's easy for me to be mad at my dad or my dad to be mad at me. And it's easy for you to blame somebody for whatever your problem is. It's easy to do that. You know, I mean, he's my problem. She's my problem. My neighbor's my problem. You know, their trash is my problem. <laughs> their dog is my problem. Like, whatever it is, it's easy to do that. It's easy to say, hey, I, that, but the thing that wants to trip you up, the thing that wants to keep you from having the best year ever, from the best coming your way, the thing that wants to do that is, is, is the enemy, Satan. And Jesus knew that. And the same enemy that you, and I, that you have today and that I have today, it was the same enemy that Jesus had. And Jesus knew that we would come to this point today. He knew that we would come to this moment of time where we would go through this next year and years to come, and we would need to get through it. And the way that he would want us to get through it is to be able to walk through it with him. Not only would he want us to walk through it with him, but he wanted to remind us today that there's a way to get through it. And you got to get this phrase on your lips, not, not today, Satan. If you have a Bible, you can flip over or click to Matthew chapter 4, verse 1. And this phrase today, not today, Satan, it, it's, it's, it's on a shirt today, but it's not brand new to, you know, somebody owes Jesus royalties for that shirt because this came from the Bible today. And so if you have a Bible, Matthew chapter 4, verse 1, the Bible says this. <clears throat> and if you're using a phone today or a, um, a tablet, we're in the New Living Translation, so you can follow along if you want. And, and if you're here today, you're like, this is my first time, and I don't even have a Bible. We'd love to give you a Bible. When you walk out today, on the right, there's a Bible free of charge to you. It's a gift from us to you. We'd love for you to have God's word. And if you hear me say the word you version, you're like, that's a new word to me. What's that mean? You can actually have the Bible on your phone. We'd love to explain to you how you can have that on your phone also. Just ask somebody who looks like they're tech savvy at the end of the service. Matthew chapter four, verse one. Jesus was led by the spirit into the wilderness to be tempted there by the devil. So the goal in life, I wrote down this in my Bible, and I wrote this whole sermon today in my Bible. I just highlighted some stuff and put some boxes and, you know, squiggled, and that was it. And I posted a picture of this, this, pretty much this whole talk right here. But the goal in life, if you have a Bible, you can underline this, is to be led by the Spirit. That's the goal in life. How am I going to get through this this year, Wes? It'd be led by the Spirit. That's what we want for you. We want to be a church that's Spirit-led. We want you to be people that are Spirit-led. We want the Holy Spirit to lead you and to guide you wherever you go. We want him to do that. Hey, how'd you get here? I got here because the Spirit led me to this place. Wes, where do you get that from? The very first verse is Jesus was led by the Spirit. Jesus is led by the Spirit. He wants to be like him. We ourselves should want to be led by the Spirit. Why did you make that decision? The Spirit led me to that decision. The Spirit led me in that, in that direction. Why did you say that? The Spirit led me in that. I got that from his word. He led me through it. So the goal in life is to be Spirit-led. The very next part of the verse, he went there to be tempted by the devil. And my Bible there, I, I, I boxed that and wrote down the word the devil. The goal in life is to be Spirit-led. The enemy of being a Spirit-led life is the devil. It's not you, it's not your past, it's not your circumstances, it's not your situation. The enemy of you living the life that God has for you, the spirit-led life or the blessed life that God has for you, the enemy is not you, the enemy is not your neighbor, the enemy is not people around you, the enemy is the devil. The same goal that Jesus had for his life was to be spirit-led. The same enemy that Jesus had, we have. The same goal that we have is the same goal Jesus had. The same enemy that you and I had is the same enemy that Jesus had. Spirit-led and the enemy as the devil. Verse 2 says this, For 40 days and 40 nights he fasted and he became very, very hungry. Verse 3, During that time, the devil, I wrote down in my Bible, during that time, I wrote down, the, the, I wrote down four numbers, 2017. This time, this, this word is relevant for you and I today. It's, it's speaking to us today. It was written 
many, many years ago, but today it's relevant to you and I. During that time, this day, 2017, 1-1-17, the devil came and said to him, to Jesus, if you are the son of God, tell these stones to become loaves of bread. But Jesus told him, not today, Satan, not today. Or he says, no, the scriptures say this. He, he says, here's what the Bible says. People do, people do not, I'm sorry, people do not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. He says, not today, Satan, I don't live by bread alone. I live by the words that come out of Jesus' mouth. That's how I live my life. Not today. Verse 5, then the devil took him to the holy city, Jerusalem. The devil took him to the highest point of the temple. And he said to him, if you are the son of God, jump off. For the scriptures say this, he will order his angels to protect you. And they will hold you up with their hands so you won't even hurt your foot on a stone. I love this because even the devil knows God's word. Isn't that something? He says, you know, you know what the Bible says, Jesus. The Bible says that God will protect you. He'll catch you and he'll make sure that you don't even hurt your feet. Like, it's one thing when you're quoting the Bible, but it's a whole other level when Satan himself is quoting the Bible. He says, you know that, the, that, that we'll, you'll be caught. And the next part says this, the verse, let me, oh, verse 7. Jesus responded. I got excited about that part so much that I lost my verse. <laughs> Jesus responded. The scriptures also say this, not today. You must not test the Lord your God. I love that he says, hey, you know what the Bible says. Satan gets smarter and smarter. He says, hey, do this. And he's like, well, man, I couldn't get him, so I better use some scripture on Jesus. Like, you, you can't Jesus juke Jesus. Like, Nice try, like nice. That was a good attempt. That was Jesus, like, hey, that was cute, Satan. You can't try to trip me up with that. Jesus responded. The scriptures say, "You must not test the Lord." Satan says to him a second time, "Not today, Satan." Verse eight. Next, the devil took him up to the peak of a very high mountain. He took him higher and higher. Now he's taking him to the highest level. It says, "Next, the next, the devil took him to the peak of a very high mountain, and he showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory." And Satan says this to him, I'll give it all to you, he said, if you'll just kneel down and worship me. And he says, get out of here, Satan. Jesus told him, for the scriptures say, he says, not today, Satan. He says, you must worship the Lord your God and serve him only. Then the devil went away and the angels came and took care of Jesus. I wrote down in my Bible here today, I, under, I underlined this in verse 11, because this isn't, isn't a message really, but... It's important for you and I to grasp this, that <clears throat> then the devil went away. I just underline that. I think you have to underline things like that. you got to be mindful of the things in the Bible and just some of those things that jot up to you. you got to underline them. But the devil went away. Three times he came to him. The second time it just got a little bit worse and a little bit worse, a little bit more aggressive, a little more aggressive. And the third time the Bible says that Satan, Satan went away. And I wrote down in my Bible here today that I want you to know that when we begin to live out this scripture, when we live out this phrase, Hey, I, this not today. See, when you're going to live this out, the Bible says here that Satan will leave you. I wrote in my Bible, I just wrote this couple letters. He will leave you, exclamation mark. And if you've ever been through a trial or if you've ever been through a situation, if you've ever been through a storm, you realize that it eventually, it ends. It ends. And here's what I know about trials and I know about tribulations and, and frustrations and problems. They never end fast enough. I mean, that's just reality. Do they end? Absolutely. Man, could they have ended earlier? Yes. 
Could you have gone through what you've gone through faster? That would have been great. Could it have ended? All those great things. But the Bible says in this passage of Scripture, that Bible says that third time Jesus says, not today, Satan, and the, and the devil went away. Three strikes and the devil was, was out. I want to give you two things today that I think will help you get through this year, two things that you can apply to this Scripture. But the reality of this Scripture today, that he, over and over again today, he says, hey, not today. Hey, not today. Hey, not today. Hey, not today. And, and I, I mentioned to you earlier, you got to begin to preach to yourself better. you got to begin to apply God's word to your life. And I, I, here's what I know. The only thing that's going to get you through, the only thing that's going to get me through is knowing this, knowing this book. Knowing what it says, knowing what it wants you to do, knowing how it wants you to operate, knowing how it wants you to live, how it wants you to talk, how it wants you to move. It all comes from this book. I was a youth pastor for a long time, and one of my favorite, favorite questions I ever was asked, a kid came up to me, his name was Jake, and he came to me and goes, hey man, really? I said, what? He goes, is really every question and every answer to life in this book? And I was like, I don't know. No, I didn't say that. I said, man, if you follow this book, It'll lead you. Now, it doesn't have your spouse's name written in here. That would have been awesome if it was. That would make things a lot easier. It doesn't have your college in here. If it did, that would be awesome. It doesn't have in here, you know, what church you should go to in 2017 and you should lock in and plug into. That would be great if it didn't have all those things. It didn't talk about your job career in here. It doesn't. But it talks about living a spirit-led life. It talks about how, how, how God wants to use you, how God has a plan for your life, how to, how to find God's will for your life, how to be led by Jesus. It does say all those things in this book. And so my question for myself today when I was reading the scripture is how in the world did Jesus know what to say to Satan? That's a fair question, right? Like how did Jesus know what to say to Satan? One step further, how does Satan know what to say to Jesus, because they're having a conversation that they were, they were going for. Like, they knew exactly what to say. Have you ever been in a fight with somebody verbally? None of you guys have, because y'all are spiritual. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm laughing, because I'd love to be a fly on the wall to hear some of y'all's arguments that you have with some people. Like, tell me what you really would say, you know? Like, some of you guys, you don't have a filter. You're very much like me. Like, I'm just going to say what I want to say when I want to say it. You know, like, deal with it. But these guys were prepared. You know, my brother and I, you know, we're, we're, we're 30, you know, we're 34 and 30 years old, and we still talk trash to each other. Like, he got out of the car and says, I mean, I looked at him, I was like, your mama. You know, <laughs> like, I forget it's my mom, too, but it sounded good at the right time. Like, I'm like, your mama. He's like, no, your mama, you know. And so we're in the parking lot talking trash to each other. We call each other, and we, and we start saying stuff that I can't say in church, you know, because we're just yelling at each other. Hey, you're an idiot. Hey, you're a punk. We're just like, we're just, we're just calling each other out. Like, I'm just trying to make him tough. Like, he's 30. Like, eventually, he's like, dude, I'm, I'm tough. Get over it, you know? And he's like, I'm tougher than you, too. Like, so stop, you know? But, like, we're just going back and forth. We just talk trash to each other. It just feels right sometimes. But these guys, when they're having this conversation, they knew exactly what to say. And you and I, if we're going to have, this, con we're gonna have this, this collision with Satan this year, and, and we're going to have people come up to us, and it's going to feel like they are Satan, in the form of your boss or in the form of a relationship or in the form of whatever, how are you going to take that head on? How are you going to know what to say? How do you know what to do? How do you know how to act? That's a good question to ask. Well, here's what I wrote down today about Jesus because he, he knew what to say. I mean, he said some stuff that he said, hey, Satan, we don't live by bread alone, bro. Like, I live by the word of God. He's like, just deal with that. And then later he says, hey, you can't, you can't tempt me. And it's, it's cute. He's like, it's cute, Satan. It's like when he says, hey, we're taking this top of this mountain. Hey, here's what we want you to do. 
If you give me, I'll give you all this. And Jesus is thinking, my dad owns all this stuff. You know? It'd be like you coming up to me today. It'd be like you coming up to my, my kid today and saying, hey, I want to give you, I want to give you this, this Honda Accord. I want you to give it to you. And my kid would be like, my dad owns that car. Like, that's my dad's car. Like, that's, that's silly. Or it'd be like you saying, hey, God needs all this stuff for me. I got to give God all this stuff. And God's like, it's funny. When we like, when it's so hard for us to give to God or to serve to God, we're like, we're like, well, this is mine. And God's like, it's not yours. <laughs> you know, he's like, hey, tool, it's not yours. It's mine. Like, I own everything. I was telling uh, my friend the other day, and, he was, and we were talking about what our, all the stuff that I own. The last, the last few weeks, God has really impressed on my heart and really just burned in my mind the fact that I don't own anything. All I am is a manager. But you know what I like about, man, what I like about managing is that when you're the manager, it means that you're not the owner. And if you've ever owned a business before, if you've ever tried to lead them, it is hard being an owner. I was talking to some friends. You, you, you're like, you made it pretty far. And I was at the CrossFit gym this week, surprise. And I met Lillian, Lillian's family. And they own a bridal dress shop in, um, in Ocoee. And they dresses, if you're, if you're almost 15 and you need a quinceanera dress, they do that. And they do boots, Western wear. And they got great looking boots on. Well, I met them. And I was like, you need to come to my church. And um, we were just talking back and forth, and she was trying to understand my broken English, you know, and which is hard. And we're having a conversation about the church, and I was like, "Hey, you need to come, you need to come and come and visit." And I, I'm I'm glad she's here today. I was going to tell a story about that, but I forgot what it was. It literally, just left my brain. Um, let me just go back to this. The point is, I met her. I'm glad she's here today. <laughs> Maybe that's the point of the story. I'm glad everyone's here today. I'm just glad you're here after last night. You know, I'm glad you're here, and so. Um, whether you stayed up late or whatever you did, I don't know what you did. I'm just saying I'm glad you're here. <clears throat> um, yeah, here we go. How did he know what to say? How did he know what to say? And here's what I wrote down about Jesus is number one. Jesus learned the word. Jesus learned this book. <laughs> whatever the point of that story was I was going to about Lillian it was going to be important if it comes back, I'm going to share it with you. Jesus learned the word. That's what he did. And you and I, if we're going to live the life that God's called us to live, we got to learn the word. we got to learn it. We have to know this book. Like, Wes, there's a lot to learn. You don't have to learn all of it. Just start learning some of it. <laughs> like, just, just grab onto one verse. Like, just hang on to one verse today. Like, memorize John 3.16. I don't care. Like, Jesus learned the word. That's what he did. Jesus himself learned the word. Because he says, hey, you can't, you, we don't live by bread alone. We, we live by the word of God that comes out, we live by the word that comes out of God's mouth. And he says here, you don't test the Lord your God. And he says in here, he says, you must worship the Lord your God with, with, and serve him only. He says, hey, he starts quoting scripture. He, Jesus learned the word. And we got to learn the word. As a church, for us to grow and for us to keep on growing. And, you know, in our church, we, 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 we say every week that we're, we're called to love people. And we're called to love all people at all times and all places. And, and, and right below that is we're, we're called to learn to know and to follow and reflect Jesus. We're called to do that. He wants to know more about it. The only way for us to know him is for us to learn his word. And then the second thing I wrote down here that I want you to have is Jesus lived the word. Jesus lived the word. And here's where I find that you and I have the disconnect with Jesus. Because I think some of us, it's easy to learn the word. And it's, it's provocative to learn the word. 
or maybe it's not perfect. It's simple to learn the word. I got that, Wes. I got, you know, I got God can do a measure more than we can ask or think. I've learned it. Matthew 6, 33, Wes. I got that. Seek first the kingdom of God. Or to, Ephesians 2, 8, 9. For by grace you're saved through faith, not by works, lest any man should boast. It's easy to start rattling off some scripture. Hebrews 9, 27. It's appointed for man once to die, but in the very end of that living, there is eternity or there's judgment. It's easy to start it's easy to start rumbling it off and spitting it off. It's easy. That can become really, really easy. And listen, if we're not careful, I'm ready to preach in 2017. If we're not careful, it's all we do is learn some words. And that's all we got. And, and when you and I know, it's like, learn, it's, here's the equivalent of that. As we, we, go, we, we go to school and some of you guys just graduated and some of you guys are dying to graduate. And you learn all this information, but it's like taking this information, getting all of it, and then going to take the test and, and not knowing any of the information to be able to pass the test. We just learned information. Or, you know, they say, you know, I, I did four years of Bible college, and they tell you this in Bible college, you learn more in the first year of ministry than you in four years of Bible college. I'm like, dang, I could have skipped out on the money and the time and the energy and the cheating. Like, I could have skipped on all that for four years. Just being honest, I could have just jumped to that year one. I could have learned and I could have served and saved my parents money. Like, I could have done a lot of things better if I just throw me into the fire. I could have learned in the fire. But I realized I had to learn some of those tricks. I had to learn some of those structures, some of those systems. I had to learn some the Bible. I was talking to Scott and Kelly last night. In the last two years, we've we spent New Year's with them. And I, I, we ended our, our, our night talking about Jesus. And it was cool. It was one of, our, one of my favorite conversations I've ever had with them. And we were talking about Jesus. And what we were talking about was, you know, different other religions. And all this. I know I had to go and learn what I had to go and learn. I know that. And it's easy to, it's easy to learn. It's, it's easy to learn. I love that. And I think sometimes being a Christian, it's easy to, it's easy to learn. But man, we've got to begin to live the word. We've got to live the word of God that's in us. And, and if you kind of work backwards, if we're, not living, if we're not living God's word, only one of two things are happening. One is we don't have any of God's word in us. We don't really know any of God's word. One, or maybe the second thing made me, we're just like, well, I'm not ready for that yet. <laughs> I don't want to. I just, I don't need to. And I'm not there. Jesus himself, he learned it, but he also lived it. He lived out, Jesus lived out his own word, which is so incredible to me. And you want to know why he lived it out? It's because he wanted you and I to live it out. You want to know why Jesus learned it? Not so that he could get through this test of Matthew chapter 4. He did, and, and, and it did help him. But he, the reason why he has that word and the reason why he learned is because he, and the reason why he learned and why he lived is because he wanted to model what he wanted us to live out. Because when Jesus dies on, 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 this, dies on, this, dies on this earth, his life and this earth is end, and he goes to the, and he goes to the cross and, and he dies, and three days later he rose again. Before he ascends back into heaven, he says to the guys, go do all the things that you guys saw me do. Go do all the things that you saw me do. And that you heard me say, go do all those things. What are those things, Wes? Learning God's word and living God's word. That's it. You got to learn it and you got to live it. And that way when Satan comes up to you and goes to trip you up, it's easy to pass that problem off on somebody else or pass it off. And, 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 and two things, it, it could be somebody else, but I, I'm realizing this in our lives and I hate this. I think sometimes we dig our own holes. Just nod your head if you've ever dug your own hole before. <laughs> yeah, we dig our own holes. And I hate that for us. I hate that we dig our own holes, but we do that. 
I said, man, I really, I really wish God would bless me with more money. I, I, that'd be awesome if God blessed me with more money. And we, as we get into a, you know, an $800 car payment. <laughs> it's like, he, you have plenty. You have an $800 car payment. Like that's, that's not gonna be a problem. That's gonna be hard. $600, whatever the number is, that's gonna be, that's gonna be hard to do that. And I really wish God would bless me with, you know, with more money. You know, we're walking to this house that's just, you know, a couple zeros more than what we could probably afford, but we, we can make it work. And we get so, we strap ourselves. I wish God would bless me with, with more relationships. If God could bless me with more relationships, that'd be awesome. Just, and what happens is we don't want God to give us healthy relationships. We'll just take quantity over quality. And so we have all these bad relationships. Like, man, I really wish God would give me some, but there's no room for God to give you a quality relationship because you have all this quantity of relationships. I really wish God would. God wants to do all those things. Anything you ask and that you can imagine, God wants to do some things in your life, but sometimes we dig our own holes and we can never get what God has for us because we're in a hole. It's like literally we're surrounded in a hole of our, of our, of our own desires, of our own likes. We, and we all do it. I'm not here today. I'm not pointing my finger at you today because I do the same exact thing. Like, I want that. I like that. I got to have that. I need that. I bought that. Dang it, why did I buy that? <laughs> we want or we need or we, we have these desires and they, be, they get going. But if we don't learn the word and begin to live the word, then we get ourselves in a situation where we're in, we're, in a, we're in a bad situation. And so I want for you guys this year, for you to learn for me. I want to learn the word and I want to live the word. That's what I want. And you can't go wrong with that. For, for, if you're in here too, like I'm giving church out, I'm giving church a try, I'm giving God a try. You've heard people say all the time, oh, I, I can be a Christian and not go to church. Yeah, you can. You have to learn the word and live the word. You can do it all at home. Do I want you to come here and worship with believers? Does Acts tell you that they came together and they, they celebrated? Is all that good? Absolutely. But man, if you, if, you, if you take this year and you learn this word and you live this word, you'll get to 2018 and say, man, this is the best year ever because I learned what God has for me is more important than what I want for me. I learned, I mean, if you're reading stuff, if you're reading stuff, whatever it is that you're reading, dot, 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 like, it, it can't be more important than this. If you're researching something, all my researchers in here today, you, and I hope we spend some time researching this. If we research it, this, is, this, will, change, this will change your life. This will make your life different. I want to invite you to bow your head and close your eyes. I'm done. It's my first closing.